Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm Vanessa K. Eccles, and today we're going to be talking with my husband, Brandon, who I drag along to uh, every ghost tour I can find. And so we've been to a lot of haunted places, and today we're going to talk about a few of the most memorable ones and why they were so with him. So welcome to the show, babe. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here with you. When I think of one of the most haunted places we've visited, I always think about the Unitarian Cemetery in Charleston, because we got that really creepy photo that once with the shadowy figure. What do you remember about that tour specifically? Well, I remember um, that there was just a deep, uh, centered, negative vibe uh, inside the cemetery, which is kind of obvious, right? It's cemetery. Probably every cemetery feels like that. Especially at night, right? Mm-hmm. But this one was just different because it was like all the negative energy was coming from a specific region. Like like there was one spot. And I thought for a moment that it was just me feeling it. But I noticed that you kept looking off into that same direction. And then we noticed that everyone else was looking in that same direction, even pointing. But this wasn't a good moonlit night. Nobody could hardly see each other much less anything over there, but it was like you could almost see it with a sensation of feeling. It it wasn't uh, visually apparent, but it almost felt like it was. Yeah, so when we were leaving, the tour guide kind of walked us past that area. And so as we were walking by, a lot of us, all of us, uh, most of us on the tour took a photo in that direction because we were feeling like something was there. and it was it was just an overall creepy experience to be in a cemetery at night, and it was pitch black, and we're hearing these ghost stories. So of course your imagination is running as well. But we did catch something. We caught a really strange shadow figure in our uh, photo. So it was really interesting, and it was validating to know that you should really trust your gut when you're in places like that. And, and it was really strange because the flash was turned on on the phone because it was at night and it was automatic. So it did flash, but you'll see this shadow where it was like the light didn't reflect off of it. It just absorbed into it, but it absorbed into it more than everything else around the silhouette. So everything else reflects back the light. The silhouette didn't. Right. And it was like only part of a head, too, which was really and strange. And a shoulder. Yeah, and a shoulder. And you could definitely see the line of a person, but it wasn't complete. So mm-hmm. it's really, it was really odd. But yeah, that was definitely probably my top spookiest place. Well, with the exception of our next one, which is the Sorrel Weed House. I, I talk in depth about the, sh- the Sorrel Weed House on episode 14. But when we went to the house, it was in 2011, I believe. And uh, it was late at night, probably around like 11 o'clock. We were the only people on the tour and the guide was showing us around and we went into the basement and it was pitch black. Like there was, I remember there not being like little to no light down there. And immediately I started feeling sick. Yeah. And I didn't feel it so much. The sickness, I felt the, uh, the, I don't know, awkward, um, 
there was some sort of awkwardness down there where it just didn't feel like I belonged there, right? I felt out of place, but I, I didn't. But I don't have, I don't believe I have uh, as much the sensitivity uh, resonance with uh, the supernatural as you naturally do. You know, maybe that's a meditation exercise I need to do. But so when I'm there, I didn't feel it, but I did feel a general sense of awkwardness. But it was so strong on you that it started to make you feel nauseous. Yeah, and, and we walked through the house, but before we could go into the carriage house, I ended up just sitting it out because I couldn't I couldn't continue on and I felt this overwhelming urge to get out of there and even now we live in Savannah and even now when we walk by there I tell him all the time let's go let's go faster you know <laughs> I don't want to be in that area anymore because I feel there's something dark and very uncomfortable there the other house here in Savannah that uh, we actually caught some kind of photograph of that was odd was the Juliet Gordon Lowe house. We had went um, into the house and it's not always open for uh, tours. I think, I don't know exactly what the tours are like now, but we went into it during a time on a ghost tour. And as we were standing there, uh, we were in the dining room and we took a photo and it looked like everywhere, or there was like three chairs or two or three chairs. And where the chairs were, there was an orb over each chair as if there was someone sitting there. Now, it wasn't a figure of a person, but more like a ball of light. Uh-huh. And it was green, which I don't know if that means anything. But uh, it, it was there was like a green orb on each of the seats. And, and whenever you're doing any of these types of tours or going into a scary place, always take multiple photos. And that's what we did. We took multiple photos of the same uh, spot. spot, right? Because if you're getting the same shadow or the same reflection back it'll be the same if you take multiples from the same point without moving it, it'll be the same in every photo so you know that it must be some sort of um light reflect refraction off of something or at least possibly well i took two photos back to back and didn't move the camera and um the orbs like raised a foot you know almost like the lights were sitting up at the table they were sitting and then standing up from the table i don't i don't know but it was like everything moved in synchronicity yeah and it was all the orbs at once so it was very strange it was a very strange photo but there was one other time that we saw green orbs in a photo and it was weird too yeah and it was a there was a house in eufaula alabama the connor taylor house and it was a house that we were uh, mildly interested in purchasing at the time. And we were getting a tour uh, of it from the real estate agent and took photos in a dining room. And it was like there was four green orbs uh, huddled together in a corner. And uh, we took multiple photos of those two. I think there was some some movement in them. Yeah. But it was just odd. We didn't see it anywhere else. And and that, that house, it didn't feel like negative, but it did feel like... You weren't were... alone. Right. <laughs> That's what it exactly. felt like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm always uh, cautious of, of orbs, especially inside of a dining room, if there is a chandelier present because sometimes the refraction of the crystals can make, you know, some type of coloring, but it's the placement of them and... And you really, so you have to be really cautious about looking at, especially like I said, in a dining room, but the placement of both of those instances looked odd. Like it didn't make sense with where it was in the room for the chandelier to yeah. cause it. Right. Right. But another thing that happened in the Juliet Gordon Low House 
if you remember, is your phone stopped working. Which yeah, is really it strange. did. And, and I realized, so we took pictures uh, there in the dining room and then we went up to like the upstairs and I think to, I, I, I started to take pictures in the room, but before I could, like, it seems like the, uh, I was walking into the doorway, had my phone up and it just powered down. You know, that, uh, that silly little Apple logo comes up and, you know, it's like, powering down yeah. and I tried to turn it back on. There was no juice. Um, I mean, absolutely no juice. And I know that I didn't know my battery life at the time, but I definitely know that there was still juice left in it. And, um, so we walk in there and for the rest of the tour, I keep trying, but I get nothing. I mean, I tried at least two or three times to, to start my phone back up, held the power button down for a while, never came back on. Um, and I, I think there may have been another person who was having some problems with their camera, but there were other people, theirs were working. It was just me, I guess. Uh, but then as soon as we got outside and I got back on the tour bus, it came back on, it again. came back on and yeah. I had 20% battery life. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, didn't besides... want you to catch any more photos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk, we talk a little bit about Ebor city in episode 18. And I talk about kind of our experiences. We went on a couple of different tours in Ebor city, one of which we were visiting. We were, it was like a paranormal ghost tour yeah. type thing uh like uh, like an excursion they were going to introduce you to a lot of uh paranormal uh reading devices um like we had div divining rods and there was like this uh, uh globe and i don't know what the name of it is but it emits almost like um electricity all mm -hmm. throughout the sphere mm -hmm. and as you touch it the the electricity connects with your fingers right that was one thing there was uh, temperature uh, readers right, so right. that you could uh, point at something and see if the temperature mm -hmm. changes. In the building, there was a theater, so there was a stage, and it had various floors. One was like a dance floor, and then the bottom used to be a pool where supposedly a boy had drowned, but it had the pool had been filled in at, at this point. Um, so while we were going down into the basement, I guess you would call it, or the very first floor, the elevator started acting strange. Right, it showed up on our floor that we were on, not at the bottom yet. We hadn't taken the stairs yet. We were somewhere in the middle, not at the top, not at the bottom, just somewhere in the middle. And the elevator just popped open, you know, the ding opened up, there was nothing in it. I mean, it like traveled to our floor and ding, nothing in it. Then the doors closed and it stays there on our floor. Um, then ding opens up again. And even the guide was confused by this because it, yeah, he she, said was, that, she was like, well, I don't know. I don't it, know it seemed that this wasn't something that normally happens. So she's trying to talk to us, talk over the commotion. And then the door shut and ding, they open up again, mm -hmm. right? Like it was beckoning us in. And I don't know how you guys felt, but that is not an elevator, I would say. <laughs> because that thing. It, it, for some reason, wanted us on there pretty badly. And so we actually, none of us took the elevator. We took the stairs. I remember right. we did because she was like, maybe we shouldn't get in the elevator. Right. Maybe, maybe it's acting up. You know, right. There could be explanations right. in it. It's an old elevator. It looked old. You know, maybe right. the electronics or whatever. Something's malfunctioning. So... Like I told you, we left the elevator alone. We traveled downstairs, down the stairwell into the, the bottom area, the bottom floor where that pool is. Or was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then immediately, what do you think happens? 
ding, and the elevator <laughs> opens back up. Like it traveled down there to meet us. It did. It was and it so wanted strange. us to know we can take it if we want to go back up. But none of us did though. No, no. And while we were down there, we were encouraged, and throughout the building actually, we were encouraged to take lots of photos, videos. We were encouraged to speak and to um, ask questions. And for some reason, that's, that floor gets the most activity, and they believe that it has something to do with... And there actually have been people, not us, but other people who have caught photos of this little boy down there. Um, and so there's balls on the floor scattered about because they say that he moves these balls. And and they're like the playpen balls. They're real light, yeah, light so they balls. would be easy to move. Yeah. Um, but while we were down there, that actually happened. Right. And what's weird about it is we threw the balls all over um, there, rolled them, but some just naturally grouped together. And so there was uh, a few different balls that we saw that were like stopped and then they would move during our time there. But they would move in the presence of other balls around them that were standing still. Yeah. Just these ball, just this one ball would move at a time. I don't remember seeing multiple balls right. moving it, just one. There would be one move, and it wasn't always the same one. And then it would stop, mm -hmm. and then another one would move. Even, you know, some of them were surrounded by other balls that weren't moving. So it was just an, it was an odd experience, but it also didn't feel um, scary. It just, you know, felt like something else was there. Yeah, one of the things that... Uh, happened as well as we were all sitting in a circle and we had a flashlight and we sat the flashlight down so it was independent of us and we asked questions and we said if there's anyone in this room will you move will you turn off or, or blink the flashlight and that that it happened did. as well it blinked yeah and it only happened on. it only happened once but it happened i couldn't believe it i remember it was a small mag light and i think it was one of those little mag lights that uh it was small you know fits easily into into the palm of your hand but um i think it was one of those you had to twist so, yes, so it so, wouldn't have been easy to right. Just... It wasn't like a push button, or not to say that 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 wouldn't have been just as uh, phenomenal, but uh, it was like a twist style, and it was laying on the bottom floor, and you know by this point it had been laying there for I think a couple minutes without anything happening to it, and then she was telling us that sometimes this happens if you guys all just kind of feel it with me and. Uh, I'm going to ask him to turn this on and let's see what happens. Well, she asked and he answered or she answered whatever the spirit or whatever it was that caused it, it, it blinked. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. I was not expecting to actually have anything happen while we were there. But the elevator and the balls moving and then the flashlight going off, I was like, okay, this is definitely a haunted place. One of the things I wanted to ask you, though, is you and I both, for different reasons, have believed in ghosts and the supernatural since we were really, really young. And I wanted to share this. I wanted you to share this really funny story that happened to you that your dad did. Well, so when, when I'm searching my memory for my creepiest, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, I'd call it supernatural experience. Um, it, it was when I was really young. I, I mean, I was probably maybe five or six. So I guess my belief in uh, the paranormal for some reason was deeply ingrained from an early age. And man, the, the darndest thing, my phone, my uh, TV started turning off. I mean, like I'm watching TV, 
I turn it on, it turns off. And there. you're in your bedroom at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one of those lucky kids with TV in my room. So anyway, the channels start turning, right? So I start telling it, listen, you know, because it, it has a right to be there too. It was probably there before I was, right? So I said, listen, if we're going to share this space, you got to let me have control of this TV. <laughs> I mean, this is my TV. I'm living here, right? So uh, just watch what I'll watch. I'll try to be sympathetic, right? And then it turns off. I'm like, what the crap? Like, you can't have everything your way, ghost, you know? So I'm telling it, this is going to be the way it is, right? And, you know, after about 10 minutes of this goes by, I mean, I'm, I'm frustrated. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do now, you know? I'm only five or six. What could I think that I could do, right? And I hear my dad come in the, the house just busting out laughing. Well, turns out every TV in our house was the same brand, and my, and my dad was outside my window with the remote control to see how I'd react. He was surprised to see I believed in ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and you can't remember anything before that as to why you you just automatically knew that there was something else. Yeah, to me yeah. it just made sense, and I guess for all of us we have... Uh, innate beliefs uh, that vary somewhat, but all of us have innate beliefs that just seem uh, true. Mm -hmm. yeah. True. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us on uh, this little stroll down memory lane and all of our ghost adventures. There are lots more. I'm sure we'll probably get on and talk about some more in the future, especially since I'm constantly taking him to new places and always looking up a ghost tour while we're there. Thanks, babe, for joining the show. No problem. All right. Until next time, thank you for listening.